Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. All right, so let me get this straight. It was supposed to have been a Saturday special, but once again, sleep came in, and I missed Saturday big time. Well, you know what? That's really interesting, because, um, you see, I had to close last night, so at the end of the day, I, I was done, and I had to go ahead and go to sleep. I couldn't even talk about the source material even if I wanted to, you know? But hey, that's alright. I can go ahead and do it tonight. Because right now, as I'm sitting here and I got the video games on right now, we're going to take it up from the top. The double special continues tonight here on Sunday. Because, welcome to the J-Man Show here on J360 Radio. Hey, what's going on, J360 Legion, and welcome to the J-Man Show for episode 92. Yes, it is time to go ahead and get into it, y'all. I mean, it's been one hell of an interesting weekend, I'm telling you that right now, because the source material that I got covered, or what I went through this weekend, is going to be taken care of in episode 93, so you got a lot of juicy stuff to look forward to. But tonight, however... Instead of focusing on movies, and instead of focusing on the dysfunctionality of society in general... We're going to go ahead and do something a little bit different. See, um, I remember telling you all that the Power Play was coming back this year. And it did to a little bit. I mean, you did get some playthroughs of Onimusha 1. Um, however, you didn't get the final conclusion of that. That's going to come soon enough. You know, due to uh, reasons and being busy and whatnot. But, um, you know, take it from the top, however. I mean, it was, it was good to see how the systems worked out. But I kind of didn't really like this playthrough. Because, um, my vocals were kind of low. So I'm going to go ahead and do like a couple of tests here and there. So just be aware of them. But you see, the power play is a big part of J360 TV. So that's what these little tests are for, man. So I'm going to get it right and, you know, we'll pick it up from the top. I'm not going to play through Onimusha again. Though I wouldn't mind. It's debatable because, you see, you know, it is what it is what it's going to be. But maybe I should go ahead and turn that over to you guys and see if you want that to happen or not. What I really want to do is play the Bioshock Collection for you all. But for some reason, to this day, you can't stream it without using um, your capture card. So, and I got got more stuff to update. So, as of right now, you know, that's going to be on hiatus for a little bit. Until I get everything all figured out. But chances are, it'll all work out in the end. It usually does. Anyway, in honor of the power play, though, and for those of you that have been waiting, that's what this episode is all about. And man, there's been some pretty interesting stuff. I mean, who would have thought what all of their things involved in web searching, arts and crafts, and basically just anything on the internet nowadays, not to mention email that we all use, and including YouTube. Google is finally creating their own console. And it's pretty much just cloud computing. I mean, at best, it's called the Stradia once known as Project Stream, and it's going to take on console giants such as Sony and Microsoft. Which, by the way, Sony's not making an appearance at the um, at E3, so 
yeah, that's that's kind of weird. And then they're going after the PC gaming industry, and then they're just also fighting against the live stream platform known as Twitch. And they're going to say it's a game changer. It'll consolidate the entire gaming process and hosting, distribution, and advertising. So if anything, this stuff is like if you buy it, it's going to be on a cloud or a server, and then you'll go ahead and you'll you know play games day to day. That'll you know it's just going to consolidate everything all in one. I mean that's that's interesting. I mean I could see it working for their idea and some of these developers out there, and you know you know in a way it could connect everything in the gaming industry. However, I just always wondered this. Doesn't Steam do the same thing, just about? You know, like, um, doesn't it, like, sort of, sort of, no, 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 you gotta be on Steam, you gotta download Steam in order to use it, but since Google's in everything, and it's gonna run on the Google Chrome web browser, yeah, it's gonna be just about everywhere. And it says it's supposed to come come with a standalone controller and a bundle that will be cheaper than the $400 consoles we became accustomed to. Um, hmm. It's, it's doing some big talk here. Because it wants to be the Netflix of gaming, from what it says. It offer a library of games that they can choose from, begin to play with just a click, no downloading or installation required. And the servers of Google will run the game, send the uh, visual output through the internet at 4K resolution, six, of course, 60 frames per second, and an 8K. Which, by the way, I don't know why you would even fool with AK right now, but then again, certain people have the ability to do that. But, um, I mean, you're talking about the, talking about the GU teraflops here, GPU. I mean, you know, the thing about it is, I haven't even seen this thing come out yet, you know what I'm saying? So, while it gets a little techie here on this article I'm reading over at Inverse.com, it's um, interesting to see when this all comes comes down because, you know, as you can go ahead and announce these things and as you can go ahead and explain what the prototype can do, there is the idea of what the final product can deliver. Can it deliver on time with all this stuff that they're saying? Because we were supposed to get something from Atari, too, not too long ago, right? Wasn't there supposed to be, like, a cloud-based gaming platform for that, too? In addition, that you could develop for it and you could also use it to um, use it to create certain games. I mean, like, I, I was wondering about that way back in the day, because that never came out. And then there was another gaming console that was supposed to come out, too. But since Google is trying to step in and do all these things, it's going um, to be interesting to see what they come up with. Because allegedly, they're supposed to go ahead and top all the other consoles. But just because it's supposed to have all that new tech and everything, doesn't mean that it's going to be successful. Remember, the Jaguar was supposed to be the first 64-bit console back in the day, and... You know, and, and 3DO was supposed to be the future of gaming, too, after the 16-bit, and it just didn't work. So, it's like, you know, it is what it is. But see, right off the bat, you know, they didn't even talk about when the f- release date will be, but they said it's going to be sometime in 2019. So, you figure maybe it'll probably fall wintertime if that's the case. But then again, if they're going to work on it, delay it, they'll probably delay it till 2020, because that's just how it goes. But, um, as per usual, not to be outdone, I think Sony is going to offer game streaming services for comparison, you know, because you still got PlayStation Now. Um, as far as I'm concerned, there's still, this is stuff that's not even, not even fully worked out yet. So, if anything else, I'm just like, okay, welcome to the console party, but still, at the end of the day, 
you know, it's nothing any different, you know, because I've seen a lot of Google products that, you know, that push the envelope a little bit, but they don't exactly deliver like they're supposed to. It's kind of like how they're digging themselves in a hole a little bit on that. I will keep an eye on it, though. I will go ahead and invest a little bit into it, like if I'm really interested. But right off the bat, I'm just looking at this because it deals with gaming. And, you know, it seems like everybody wants to be that killer app nowadays, you know? They want to be the killer app regarding entertainment. They want to be the killer app regarding dating. They want to be the killer app regarding, you know, networking. And after a while, you just look at it from time to time. Yeah, sure, you talk a big game, but it's the same thing. It's the same end result. It always depends on what the consumer will use it for. And then nine times out of ten, how buggy the beta is. And then if it's not in beta for Perlong, kind of like PlayStation Home. Remember that back in the day? That damn thing never got out of beta. It got better to a point, but it never got out of beta. But when you take a look at certain situations like what this is supposed to be, you don't even know the projected price of it yet. It's just like, huh. Well, you know, it is what it is. It'd probably be a nice dream, I guess, but there is no finality to it yet. So it's still open and up in the air. But um, I ain't worried about it. However, until then, we all still got Steam, so we can use that for a while. I know this, like, I mean, I play a lot of my Sonic games on Steam, and then sometimes I go ahead and I just play them here on the PS4, and luckily I still got the traditional PS4 and PS2 still, no, PS3, PS2 still around, because, you know, sometimes PS4 just doesn't work with you sometimes. Especially when it's PlayStation Network getting punched around and shut down all the time. Like, I remember, it, didn't it have a couple of hackings not too long ago because, um, Certain situations, like, people couldn't even get online or they couldn't play certain games like Anthem. Anthem was pretty much just a brick or, like, one way or another, like, you couldn't get anywhere with the servers in Anthem. A lot of people went to Apex, though, so it's alright, you know what I'm saying? They go over to Apex Legends or they go back to Overwatch and, you know, the Battle Royale games are going to keep thriving no matter what. But I'm glad I didn't invest in Anthem like I said I was going to do because... You know, like, the jetpack almost won me over, but then it turned out that, you know, the the people that you fight against... Okay, for one thing, it reminds me so much of Destiny. But on another thing is, it's like, the enemies you fight against... You know, your jetpacking and everything is supposed to be the selling point of the game, but half the time, they're firing, and they take you out at that moment and stuff like that. It's like, you don't even need that jetpack pretty much. I mean, like, I'm thinking I could do death from above and everything, and you and you can to a point, but it's like, you know, like, certain things that they shoot you at, it shuts you right down, and, you know, you gotta wait until you can get unparalyzed in order to use your weaponry again, and that's what kind of kills it with me, and I'm like, nah, nah, I'm just gonna stick to the old school for a little while, because right now, nothing has appealed to me yet, keyword yet, and I still gotta go ahead and build the library up a little bit, because there's some things I missed out on, you know, due to other properties and priorities. But, as I sit here and look at this, I'm also seeing Microsoft is going to build a diskless console. Now, despite what console you're a part of nowadays, because, hell, everything's connected now. If, if anything, they should make it so that every, every person that has a new, an 8th generation console can battle each other. 
you know, some cross-playing. Like, you know what I mean? Cross-console playing. They tried that with um, Fortnite, now that I think about it. And I think it's doing pretty well because, you know, with the PS3... Gotta get my PS's right. With the PS4, you can battle against somebody on a PC. You can battle against somebody on a Switch. You know, and I think you can battle against somebody on Xbox, too. I'm not for certain. I think you probably can battle all around with that now. It should have been like that from the get, because everybody sits there and talks about which system is better all the time. Hey, it's all a matter of preference, really. It's what it's always been about. But, you know, for me, it was always, damn, still hitting the table. 92 episodes in, still hitting the table. But for me, it was always a preference when it came to... You know, how many games are released? How often am I going to use this thing? And do I have the right TV now? You know? Because I don't mind upgrading my TV after a while. Like this one I got right now currently, it's not a 4K. I like my 1080p. So if any of y'all sitting there laughing and say, oh, he's still in the old ways. You know what? Yeah, I kind of am. Because sometimes I wish I had a CRT TV. So I go ahead and play some regular Duck Hunt. That would be nice. But getting back on the subject here, like, you know, yeah, they're not, at, like, Sony's not attending E3 next year. Actually, this is on the Torot.com, this article I'm reading from. And they're going to go ahead and they're going to do, this is not going to be in the Scarlet family, which is what the S stands for. It's actually going to be the next-gen console. It's going to not expect it until 2020. But in 2019, they're planning to make a diskless system. And there's going to be a disk-to-digital program. You'll take your physical copies of your games and you can turn them into a participating retailer for a digital download. And they say that this is supposed to be to lower the price for the hardware, which costs about $300 to buy into the X-Men, X- <laughs> X-Men, buy into the Xbox One family. And they're looking to lower that price by possibly as 100 New console price point is expected to be 200 or less. Well, I mean, after a while, you kind of know that the new consoles are going to, like, right there in the shadow somewhere. I think PlayStation 5 has a design now. Not finalized, but they have, they're have. they always having something new that's going to come eventually. But the whole thing about this disc stuff, that's where the market is going. It makes, me, it makes me wonder this, though. Is GameStop still in trouble? Because I know for a while there, they were, like, looking for a new owner, weren't they? So, and, and, you know, GameStop's good because sometimes you go there, you buy your used games. Like, I love buying the used games and stuff for, like, whatever I need. But then I also like going to the flea market, too, so I can get things much cheaper. But, you know, it's just, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, I see the way they're just trying to move forward because, I mean, they're just now getting on this bandwagon because, see, a lot of your standard workstations and stuff, they don't even have optical drive anymore, so... Is there some way that gaming is kind of late moving forward, or is there some way where it's like, you know, is what it is? I mean, because, I mean, because for me, for my final point, I like having a disk drive. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes that blank media is just good for me. I don't have to worry about, you know, popping out that low end memory card or whatever they have for me the storage that they have for me and go ahead and doing brain surgery for it putting a whole new one in there and making sure i did it right you know what i'm saying whereas like i don't have to invest in cloud computing or their server and stuff because basically i just don't trust um i just don't trust cloud servers believe it or not 
You know, because I, I just realized this. If I'm throwing that up there, chances are everybody's looking at it. Like, if it's a certain script or it's, like, certain things that, like, props that I have for, like, certain movies. And no, not those kind of props, by the way. But certain props that I have, you know, I don't want people, like, looking at it and be like, Oh, you know, oh, we see what you got there. Oh, my God, what are you doing research on this for? Because I'm a writer and I write books. I mean, let's be real, you know. <laughs> Little things like that when you're, um on your drive and stuff like that, and then you got everybody looking in there saying, hmm, I wonder what he's into. And the next thing you know is you're on an FBI list, and you don't know why you were there. You know, little things like that. But while I'm sitting here doing the show to you, forgive my stammering, I'm playing Sonic Spinball again because I want to see if I can break my old record like I did last time. So I'm doing it all from the top from scratch. I'm going to try not to use, um, you know, Last time I actually used the hard setting because I had it on fastest. So maybe I can keep on working with that for a little bit. But hey, despite what other people say, you know, this is a very underrated game. This is like one of the best games in the series when it comes to Sonic. And Sonic's going through some transformation too because I've seen the picture of, uh, it's supposed to be a movie, right? So (laughs) I've seen some pictures of him and he's, um, yeah. Well, actually, I mentioned this before on the show. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that design. Well, just to remind y'all, and I'm sure some of y'all can't forget, that that design where it's like, is he wearing Nikes or something? Because those are not his shoes, and he doesn't have gloves on. Now, I know some people will probably be like this. Well, it's supposed to represent some realism. I mean, I'm sure the design crew had a good idea for it, I'm I'm guessing. Because some of them probably played Sonic Unleashed over the weekend, and they were like, hey... I kind of like the werehog aspect. Let me go ahead and make that happen. And they did a good job. They did a good job. He looks buff as hell. But then you sit there for a minute and you're like, hmm, yeah, yeah, this is not the Sonic I care for. I think Yuji Naka um, said a couple of things about this that I wish they would put gloves on him. Like, you know, he's not saying that they did a bad job. He's just saying that's just not the way he envisioned Sonic. So, you know, it's, it's little things like that. I mean, this is a movie based on a property. Like, it ain't no different than, like, when you look at your favorite comic book film or, you know, your favorite novel being turned into a movie. Like, you may have some concerns. You may wonder what they have cut out and then how they design it for simple aesthetics. Like, you know, like, they took some of the classic movies, um, not classic movies, some of the classic novels like um, The Three Musketeers and Robin Hood and they gave them more of a steampunk-esque feel. Uh, they did the same thing with Beowulf back in 1999 with Christopher Lambert. And see, a lot of people didn't take to those because they just didn't represent the classics well. And you see, because of this um, this Sonic design, it makes you wonder, are they even trying to do something good so that you know, they can make something out of this property? I mean, who knows? Maybe it's him in personality, just like the you know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when they had their whole thing come out. You know, a lot of people didn't like the design of the TMNT in those movies. But even though their personalities were there, and they were pretty good films from what I saw. I mean, think about it. I'm 32 years old. I've had my Turtle movies. Now, granted, number three and, you know, that CGI one wasn't a good end to that original lineup. But, you know, I I just look at it from time to time. I'm like, we could have had, we could have had a strong set of sequels to it. If the, you know, Moral Guardians didn't get involved and mess that up. Like, you know, TMNT 2 had so much potential. But you see the Turtles didn't use their weapons like anything. And they toned down the violence. Needless to say, the humor was funny. I I gotta admit, the humor was on point. But just everything else, you know, could have been a little bit better. 
though, though, you know, it's like, you know, little things like this, going back to the Sonic movie, I'm just hoping, because, see, I mean, they got the right person to do the voice for Sonic, they got the right person to be Eggman, you know, Jim Carrey, the mask himself, smoking, <laughs> but, you know, I'm just like, hey, whatever, you know what I'm saying, because sometimes, as many times as, I, as I've told people that I've seen outside, and when I go to work, I'm always like, you know, as much as I like to see a A-list movie, as much as I like to see a movie make become a blockbuster and make a whole lot of money, there's times I just want to see some schlocky crap. There's sometimes I just want to see, you, you know, a movie that's so bad it's good, you know? Especially with that big A-lister budget behind it. And you see, like, some movies, considering, um, considering like, those based off of video games in general, you know, they work with what they have. And you can tell, like, at the end of the day, I'm not going to say, like, anything made by Yui Bowl, because, you know, some of his movies are just, you know, they're just there for you to laugh at. Like, all the Blood Rain films, for instance, like, every single one of them were just made for the for the laugh at. And, uh, did he do Alone in the Dark 2, now that I think about it? Yeah, like, all of those movies were just there, you know, they're based off of the IPs of great things, but they weren't that good, and they didn't represent well. And who did House of the Dead now that I think about it? See? Never had a chance. But, going back into Sonic, though, you know, I just hope that, um... I just hope that it's entertaining, and I hope that kids actually enjoy it. And, you know, I'm gonna be right there. I'm not gonna criticize it like anything, because I really don't. I really don't want to. It's all about, for me, especially when it comes to video game movies, how watchable it is. You know what I'm saying? It might have a strong premise, despite you know, what they've done aesthetically. And who knows, he might get his gloves later on in the movie. Maybe as a token of friendship from that cop he's supposed to team up with. Which, by the way, they always have to do that with the character, right? They have to get him to team up with a human because that's the human element. That human is supposed to represent us. You know? Even though, at the same time, some of us don't even like it when Sonic interacts with certain humans. Like Chris Thorndike, for instance. Yeah, Sonic X, you know, just... Sonic X had so much potential... Because, you know, Chris Thorndike just pretty much stole, you know, stole the spotlight from Tails. If you really think about it. But I like the meme that's floating around because they're showing, like, pictures of how Sonic looks. And then they're showing the pictures of um, some screwed up looking Muppet that kind of looks like Tails. So, I, I love that. You know, it's just, it's funny. It's funny to me. But, um, you know, and, and while we're on about Sonic for a little bit. I would like to see Sonic 3 get re-released. Come on, Michael's been dead for 10 years. And despite what happened regarding leaving Neverland, which I think is a biased piece of crap, and I think there's more to it, and I still have reasonable doubt on what Michael did, because everything came back, you know, not guilty. So, you know, and all this stuff going on now where, like, um, like I think Robeson went on record to say, you don't have to mute Michael Jackson, you just have to be aware of pedophilia out there. And it's like... Yeah, but years ago, Robeson said that he was innocent, but that's that's the basis for another episode, because I can go ahead and talk about Michael for a while. But going back into it, Michael actually helped make the, um, you know, Michael Jackson actually helped make the music for Sonic 3, and due to licensing issues and woes, you know, we're not getting that new Sonic 3 like we need to, like a remastered version, and I mean a complete version, not just like half the game and then you and then you wait for the other half of the game to come out. So they could make you think like it was four games. No, it was actually one complete game, and they should re-release it as one complete game. 
like Sonic 3 and Knuckles, for instance. And I, I just look at it from time to time, and I'm like, you know, a lot of the kids from the 90s would love that. Like, this whole Sonic collection that I'm playing right now, well, not even a Sonic collection, this whole Sega Genesis collection, it, it's incomplete without it. It needs that, you know? Like, from time to time, it's just like, you know, so even then, no matter how many times I buy this collection, because I plan to get, like, a contemplation collection for every single system I buy, you know, so it, it for whatever matters, you know, for, like, any single one, it's like, hmm, I'm not going to get all the games from my previous collection when I was a kid then, right? You know, even though Gunstar Heroes is on here, and even though all of the Streets of Rages are on here, and there's supposed to be a fourth one to that, so, you know, I, I'm excited. I'm excited, because it seems like Sega's trying to get back to where it was. Because, you know, they're starting to remember, like, some of their old lineups. So as they keep releasing these things, chances are, you never know, they might respect the IPs and give them their shot. But I know this, they shot themselves in the foot with that last Sonic game that came out. Not Mania. Mania was damn good, but it was, um... What was it with Sonic, um... What was that last one? It, it was very forgettable, too. What was that last one? I, I can't think of it. it it'll, it'll come back to me. Oh, Sonic Forces. Sonic Forces. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, Sonic Forces was... Um, I don't know. They, they try to recapture the formula for Sonic Generations, and they try to give everybody that created their own Sonic character at one time um, the chance to actually be in a Sonic game. I mean, if anything, it had... It had potential to be great, but it was just mediocre. And, you know, you're riding the wave of a successful game. A successful game that was pretty much a fan game that was being made so well that the um, publisher was like, hey, you know what? Develop this for us and we'll split the proceeds. And, you know, it, it sold so well because the guy and his crew understood, you know, the, what we love about the Sonic games. Whereas you look at Sonic Team itself, and you're like, Sonic Team, you, what, where have you fallen? It couldn't have been when Knights came out. You know? Or Rystar. Then again, I don't know. Rystar was pretty good. We should have had a sequel to that, too. But, you know, basis for another episode. And that probably will be a full-fledged power play episode. But, um, you know, like, I'm looking at this now, and I'm like, we should get a new Sonic 3. Now, the problem with that is, is like, are they going to replace the soundtrack? Are they are they capable of replacing the soundtrack? Because the soundtrack for Sonic 3, I don't know whether you heard it or not, but chances are if you're listening to this show and you're a video gamer, you have heard it. It's, um, it's quite legendary. It's a very legendary piece of music. I think I have, um, I have a pretty good friend out there one time. He's called the Audio Sprite, and he made a remix album of all those Sonic games and their music. He he did such a badass job. It, it was it was great. We need something like that. We we do need that game to come out because after a while you keep not releasing, it, keep not releasing. It. People are gonna be like, "Well, there's no such thing, is there?" And stuff, you know. Unless they got a Wii or something like that, which it did make it to the Wii. But you know, I just I just look at it from time to time, and I'm like, well, you know, licensing can be a real pain. But why don't the estate of Michael Jackson and Sega talk to each other? And then we can get over this, you know? And go ahead and re-release it while it's still got some freshness to it. And that's it. That's what I would do, but... You know, people don't want to talk to each other anymore, and it all comes down to money. 
It doesn't come down to our enjoyment alone. It comes down to money. So, little things like that. But, there are also... I also got a little... little and this, this wasn't a part of the itinerary, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. You know, the fighting genre. Oh, wait, actually, it is part of the itinerary. Never mind. Because <laughs> I was going to talk about this game. Like Before I get into that, I do want to say, the fighting genre has been kind of letting me down a little bit lately. A little bit. Because... You know, DLCs. Like, I'm sitting there, I'm, like, trying to enjoy the game. Now, see, the thing about, um, I'm not gonna mention, like, Street Fighter V, per se. I mean, that has gotten better. It took them a while. It took them, like, the, you know, it took them, like, the fifth, um, itinerary, and it got better. But, I want to say that, um, uh, sorry, y'all, sorry. I gotta stay, stay focused on this boss level and try to talk to y'all at the same time. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, sometimes when you got certain... When you buy a game and you got, like, 20 characters unlocked out of a 40-character roster or so, see, that that doesn't seem like completion to me. I want characters, the whole roster there. I mean, and if you're going to pull this kind of stunt, do it like you did back in the classic day where, you know, the more you played it, the more you can unlock. Like, even if you had, like, a store in the game, it was all based off of a point system that you had in the game, like, playing Weapon Master mode for Soul Calibur, any of them back in the day. You know, it gave you a reason to keep playing. Like, sometimes people think, oh, you know, multiplayer is, like, what you need. Multiplayer is good, but, see, a lot of people don't want to be online doing fighting games all the time. They want to go ahead and have the both experience where it's, like, the single-player experience needs... A little bit more to it like you know um like challenge mode and then there's times where they take the versus mode out of the game you know and it's like no this this is not how it's supposed to go down oh well you know you're playing against people online i'm like i understand that but you see there are different modes in the game that will keep me playing a little bit more than that because sometimes the people i fight against you know they're not the best kind of people. Or there's times where, you know, the server's slow and the right people don't come on. Or there's times where PlayStation Network has a hiccup and I can't get onto the online server, but at least I got something to play the game with. It's, it's little things like that where you're like, um, you know, I'm not getting the value here. Man, I really can't. <laughs> I'm really not the best with these bonus levels in Sonic Spinball. The ball just bounces everywhere and then it just goes right straight down through the hole. But... You know, going back into what I was saying about the fighting games and stuff. And, like, that new Killer Instinct that came out. Game was beautiful. I didn't like the idea that I had to buy the fighters as soon as they came, you know? Uh, I don't have to buy the fighters, but you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, like, you'll have... If you want this character, you have to buy them. And it's like, mm, I, I don't know. I'd rather just earn them, you know? Like, what what's wrong with doing the classic way of doing stuff? Or, you know, you, you get where you need to be. Like, you play the game on extra hard or something like that. And then you, um, you know, and then you fight against that character in a special bonus round. Like, that stuff is awesome. Like, I mean, I remember that happening. I remember that happening, um, when I played, when I played Mortal Kombat 1. And you had to go through a whole series of challenges so that you can battle against Reptile. You know, because Reptile wasn't a playable character until the second one. But the first one, you could fight against them if you went ahead and you went on, like, it was a special circumstance kind of like when you unlock blood um at your house yeah like um the arcade class had that stuff standard but you see home console however you know you had to unlock it 
And that took, that was one hell of a time. Because I remember me and my dad used to have to always be in a hurry to go ahead and try to get the blood code and everything. And then along with other goodies that you could find. Like, see, I guess because they had a lot of time to develop for those games back then. Whereas now it has to be instant gratification. And then DLC is like the next way that they can make money doing this kind of stuff. And then some of those characters that you pay for might not even be worth it or have the recycled moveset of another character that you play as. And then there might be the chance where it's, you know, you're paying all this money for costumes. It's not really all that great. And then, like, you know, and I have a friend that always speaks out about this. Like, he's like, oh, you know, I don't like the idea that we have to go ahead and buy the DLC for certain stuff. And I'm like, okay, you know, you don't have to, but... You see, because I used to speak out about it. But then I kind of see where he's coming from because we need more completion than this. The Street Fighter games are notorious for it because you're paying, like, on some of the circumstances, you're paying, like, $20 for costumes now. You know, instead of just, like, you know, like, your Season 1s, your Season 2s and all. And it's just, you know, sometimes it really depends on the circumstances because I like some of the sales that PlayStation Store does. But then I start to ask questions, too, you know, like... Am I getting fulfillment out of this? Am I even going to play the game as often as need be? Or does this even add to the actual story? And, you know, I had to I had to think about that when I was playing Final Fantasy XV. Which, by the way, give or take on what anybody says, it's a good game. Beautiful game. Great music. Gameplay takes some getting used to. Battle system definitely takes some getting used to. But everything else, you know, it, it kind of, it's got that nostalgia feel that actually helps sell it, you know? Because it was supposed to have been a, well, it was a rehash of a product that should have been made back in the PS3 time. And not only that, it was a, um, and not only that, but they, uh, God, they did something else to it not too long ago. And not only that, you know, when they made the changes, it actually works for that story. And they tried to bring back a bunch of other things, because I think there's a celebration going on when you buy, like, the Royal Pack Edition. Where they got um, tidbits of stories from other Final Fantasies in there. So, it checks out. I mean, that's what, you know, won me over to go ahead by the DLC. But I could do a whole episode on, like, why DLCs and, you know, you know, about DLC. And I don't see, like, yeah, I'm not going to waste any more time on that subject now. Moving on. However, going back to Fighters, though... The one that's really got my attention right now, because it was Dead or Alive 6. Dead or Alive 6 is great, but I don't see myself spending uh, 93 bucks for DLC and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't care how sexy the costumes are. I'm just not going to do it. But, um, you know, like, the one that's really got my... And then Soul Calibur... Soul Calibur 6 doesn't even have all the characters out yet. So that that's in reference to what I was saying earlier. And then you have Mortal Kombat 11 coming out. It looks good! Now, I just need to play the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, just because it looks good doesn't mean that it plays well. I'm ready for it, though. I'm ready to go ahead and just do as many fatalities. I'm ready to do babality. I'm ready to do brutalities. I'm just ready for this to happen. And you know what? The thing about it is, is that everybody's so excited about it, it's almost like 10 didn't even happen. Because 10, 10 had its problems. It was alright, but it had its problems. You know, like where you had to fight in that damn gauntlet match so you can go ahead and get certain characters back and stuff. And that was a pain in the pain in the ass. And, you know, at the end of the day, you really didn't need that to go down, you know? It's, it's just like... But then again, I can understand because a lot of characters died in Mortal Kombat 9. Which, by the way, deserves another playthrough. So I'm going to go ahead and look into that. 
Especially uh, since I got the PS3 over there on the other side. I might just go ahead and just play the hell out of it. And the fatalities are even more brutal. I'm wondering if they got rid of the x-ray system or not. Because sometimes, you know, that, that can be kind of cheating. Like, say, like, if you are beating the hell out of somebody and then they manage to get enough on that life bar so they can go ahead and do the x-ray to you. I'm like, damn it. I'm not moved for this. That's not the way it works. But apparently, though, it's not cheap because if it wasn't, they wouldn't have, you know... It's cheap, yeah, but if it was illegal, they wouldn't put it in the game. You know what I mean? That's what we used to say when we had, like, J360 game nights around here. Well, we kind of do from time to time, but, you know, it's, it's not the way it used to be. But, um... It's just interesting. Like, you know, like, I'm looking at this stuff now, and they got they got Cassie Cage back. They, got, they even brought Johnny Cage back, and, you know, <laughs> he's just as wild as he was in the first one. Man, I'm excited. And then, like, you know, you got um, you got Scorpion. Of course you got Scorpion. Who am I kidding? He's practically the damn mascot. But I'm looking at Noob Saibot, and I'm like, damn. I mean, I'm sure some of y'all seen, like, his new fatality, I think. Stuff is interesting. I, I need to get a 4K TV sometime soon. Yeah, I know what I said at the beginning of the show, but come on, let's be real. Sometimes it's okay to update. Especially when you see how glorious that blood is. Yep. Not politically correct, y'all. I, I need violence in my life. Now. <laughs> but I'm sure, like, some of y'all got some games you're looking into. I know I still need to catch up. I gotta get some of the... I gotta get the Crash Bandicoot re-release. Re yeah, I know. I'm late on that. And I gotta get, um... I gotta get Spyro's re-release, too. The Spider-Man game kind of kept me busy for a while. Damn, damn, damn. I can't, can't lose, can't lose. I'm in the boss level again. Huh, I don't know, maybe I could beat this game tonight. I got nothing better to do other than just, uh... Oh, shit, 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 shit. There it is, there it is. Oh, never mind, never mind. I'm still good. <laughs> but, you know, as I go about saying this, though... Got, uh, back to the show, back to the show. Yeah, see, I was uh, racking up my points. I got 20,000 so far and an extra ball, so... Game's still on tonight. But... You know, as I as I look at these games around here, I, I don't see no announcement of another Sonic game, though. Uh, it, wait, no, that's not true. Sonic Racing. And they're supposed to be re-releasing Crash Team Racing. And then I still got Burnout Paradise. I don't know if any of y'all play Burnout Paradise, but if you guys ever want to make an appearance on the Power Play, though, you know, just to compete or have some fun, you know, just let me know sometime. Courtesy of the J360 email, that would be j360productions at outlook.com. Or send me something on the hotline where it's 240-903-1634. You guys can chat and talk to me anytime I do this show. Like whether I'm producing it live or like after you hear the episode, we can download it. Anytime you want to. It's entirely up to you. But um, this is what I get for multitasking because I'm leaving in a lot of gaps in this episode. But hey, like I said before, not all of them are going to be winners, right? So you know, as, I, as I'm sitting here and I'm just trying to rack up and beat my old record. And I will beat it. I'm going to do it tonight. i got nothing better to do. <laughs> Hell, I should just go ahead and power play this one. Matter of fact, yeah, why aren't I not doing that? Nah, don't get your hopes up, guys. This is just a quiet game session right now. But, it's going to happen, though. I probably will try to do the J-Man show and the power play at the same time just to see what happens. It'd be a fun experiment. Why not, right? But other than that, though... I think that's all I have for you right now in this episode of the J-Man Show, except for... No, 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 that's not what I have for y'all. No, I got more, I got more. 
I heard they're supposed to be rebooting the Mortal Kombat movies, too. I'm thinking this. If they do, nothing's going to be as classic as that first one. That second one, however, yeah, I wouldn't mind something else to that. That's why they made that series on um, TNT where it took place before the first movie, you know? It doesn't take much to go ahead and make a bad sequel, but I just hope that, you know, you can make a strong... You know, try to make a strong sequel if you can. But I think somewhere along the line, they kind of ran out of money, too. But, you know, you want to see something something that's going to go ahead and that's going to make and sell that movie that you're off the principal and the property that you're spending off from, you know? And the Mortal Kombat movies, well, the first one, you know, the first one was brilliant. The second one, while cheesy, it's on my guilty pleasure list. Oh, it's bad. But it's so bad, it's good. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, everything here is wrong. <laughs> Like, especially when you either look at the lore or you just look at the way the movie is represented and you just see how Shao Kahn is pretty much a bastardized, um, is pretty much a bastardized, uh, mama's boy at best. Cause he's doing what he can to please his father. And we all know that we don't even know if the man even has a father, let alone, let alone what Shinnok's trying to do. Cause they just shoehorn him in there, you know, for, um, of course I brought this up on another episode too, but. I looked at it again recently, and I was like, man, the 90s were a happening time. Because you could get away with anything. Anytime that you could think that Shaquille O'Neal was a great actor, or you could think that um, Independence Day was was ridiculous in its concept, it was the 90s. And, and that's just the way it was. It made, um, it made Will Smith into a household name after a while, after his show, that is. Ah, uh, man, and I, and I mean, like, I look back at that Mortal Kombat Annihilation, six days to save the world, when there's six days to destroy it, and then you see, like, the, the graphics that took place, they were cheesy, and then you see, like, certain characters that you didn't like, they, they stayed throughout most of the movie, and then you saw, like, characters that you did like weren't even mentioned, or they were killed off, like, Cabal and Striker were mentioned, which they were both of both of those guys were actually my dad's favorite character in Mortal Kombat three, and they were just mentioned and they were killed off. It was like, well, how do you like that? So I, w- I would have liked to see them in that movie, but then again, I would have liked to seen a better movie. So if they do reboot these things, because everybody says that everything deserves a reboot, if they do reboot them, just you know, like just have fun with it, yes, but try to give it to something that can. You know, that can actually satisfy martial arts fans. And I could say try to make something that satisfy gaming fans, but hey, man, we've been holding out for too long. You know what I'm saying? I think they're going to try to do Mario. I think Paramount wants to do Mario movies, too. So, and you know, it's kind of late, right? Because pretty much people have gotten to the idea that whenever you play a Mario game, you are Mario. You know, so are you going to try to give a character that has... You know, the blank slate personality, a personality now? Or are you going to try to take bits and pieces from the actual show to use? See, that's where the question is when you look at it as, like, a creator and a filmmaker, you know? So it makes you wonder where they're going to go with that idea as well. I mean, if anything, you want to make a movie on something, you can make a movie on Wario. He's got a lot of personality, and he's got a lot of issues. But that's why, you know, we love him. But uh, now I got to say, you see, now I got to go ahead and say that's all I have for you guys. And you know what? The truth is, it is. Uh, You know, and and I apologize for not getting this double special out at the right time. 
But, you know, I kind of, then again, I kind of did, you know, because I got it out here where I'm energized and I'm enjoying myself and, you know, and y'all didn't get me going. So <laughs> it's a win-win situation, y'all. Uh, speaking of which, there is a mini bite coming tomorrow. For those of you, we're going to get back on track with everything. There's going to be a mini bite on Monday and there's going to be J-Man Show episode 93 on Wednesday. So you got some things to look forward to. Now, for those of you wondering about the Cyclone, uh, I'm going to go ahead and reiterate. The Cyclone is on hiatus for right now until, I want to say, the NBA playoffs. Then we're going to go back and we're going to bring that show in. So, you know, you have some stuff to look forward to regarding that series because, you know, I'm working on a production plan and a schedule that benefits everybody. The problem is it's not going to please everybody, but it's going to benefit. And that's something we could talk about in, like, a little TED Talk situation with me, you know? But, hey, until then, I want you all to take it easy, and I want you all to take care of yourselves. You know, we'll go ahead and we'll talk about something interesting from 93 uh, this Wednesday. And then we're going to talk about something interesting from 94, because I think I got the plans for that already circling in motion. But until then, this is J-Man signing off.